Hi, I'm Sam Sells, and welcome to my podcast, Clean Money. I'm a serial entrepreneur that has led over 2 billion development projects around the world. But the work I am most proud of is the work we do here at Wild Mountain Capital. We not only create great returns for our socially conscious investors, but we make an impact in the many communities we work in and we change lives. I like to say investing matters, and my show is to talk with everyday folks that are not only creating great success, but making an impact in society and improving the lives of others. That is my mission, and I want to share my stories and others with you. Welcome to Clean Money. Hi, I'm Sam Sells, and welcome to my podcast, Clean Money. Omar, thank you so much for joining. I, uh, ever since being on yours and, and getting to know you and following you on Instagram, uh, just really uh, impressed with all the work that you're doing, uh, the reason you're doing it, um, because you've accomplished it yourself. And that's, uh, I drives me crazy when people are out teaching things that they've never actually done. And that, I went to college as a, as a, you know, almost 30 year old and just thought, professor, you've never actually done this before. So it, there's just, never you know, they like crap. Yeah, yeah. mind-boggling. It was mind-boggling, dude. When I came back to go get my master's degree, you're, you're gonna laugh at this. I went back to school to get my master's in journalism. Woo! Well, there's an older woman there that had an MBA, mind you, a master's uh -huh. in business. Which, hey, you can wipe your ass with a master's <laughs> in journalism or a doctoral degree. But yet these doctors, woo! And yeah. journalism, we're not only treating all of us like crap, but treating this woman who made it in the real world, just wanted to do something else, pivot and get a degree in journalism, a, a master's <laughs> in it. They're like, oh, well, let's treat you like crap, honey, because I'm a doctor. Uh, you're a doctor in what results and success? No, I've got a doctoral degree in journalism. Like, you know what that can do? That can, that and two dollars and fifty cents can get you a copy of the USA Today. Congratulations, sir! You treat people like crap. Yeah, it just, I just oh man, I, you know, and and you know, just seeing the young kids soak it up. I'm like, no, don't listen to this idiot. They have no idea what they're talking about. And you know, I I have a an old colleague who's going through, you know, finishing up his PhD, and he's like, well on Facebook. Well, us, us intellectuals, you know, always referring to them as intellectuals. Dude, I, you know, when somebody says, you're, you're going to laugh, but when somebody says us intellectuals, that that's like small wiener complex. You know how people look and say, oh my God, that guy, that billionaire with the, the Ferrari, or he's driving the Bugatti, he's trying to overcompensate. But you know what, when somebody says they're an intellectual, I'm sorry, that's the same thing because I never use big words. I've got a master's degree. Who friggin' cares, man? Yeah. I learned more in Barnes and Noble. I learned more through Audible. I learned more through life than I did ever in elementary, junior high, high school, four years at LSU and two years at University of Miami. But yet people, I'm an intellectual. Who cares, man? There's people that have billions of dollars that only have a high school or there's some that even dropped out of high school so congratulations you're an intellectual now what yeah what have you done really in your life <laughs> that's it that's it and so <laughs> you know i'm i'm you know whenever i i find someone who is look i've done it and i enjoy teaching 
man, that's like, that's gold. Congratulations. I, I want to hear from you because, um, and so, you know, getting to know you, you've done it and you enjoy teaching. And so to me, that's the key motivational factor for me to listen to anybody is one, have they done it? And two, do they, are they teaching because they want to, right? They enjoy the process or improving other people's lives. Well, dude, you follow me, you know, I love seeing people improve. I love seeing people get off their ass, get off their sidelines. I love seeing people say, why can't I? Because, you know, we always focus on why not. And that's why, hey, I'm five foot eight. I, didn't, I, I scored 880 on my SAT. I, I, I graduated <laughs> high school with like a 2.4, 2.5. There's nothing great about me, nothing immense about me. In fact, when I die, St. Peter's going to be like, holy smokes, you did so much with so little. And if I can do that, why can't you? And, you know, nobody's born lucky. Nobody's born wealthy. Nobody's born, unless, unless like, you know, you're Enrique Iglesias and your dad is Julio Iglesias. I'm sorry. Most of us weren't born lucky. So suck yeah. it up. Let's, let's do something. Let's make our own lives happen. That's it. Yeah. I, uh, one of my, uh, one of my uh, coworkers, employees likes to tell me, he's like, he goes, gee, I wish, I wish my daddy owned a bank. But yeah, never, that didn't it happen. Never <laughs> and so I, I have all the respect and, and, and honor, you know, people who have, have come from nothing. I came from nothing. I remember as a kid taking baths and horse troughs, loved it. We thought it was super cool, except when it was snow coming down and there was a fire in the middle and her feet would burn. I think I told you that story before, but anyhow, yeah, you, it's like- You did, and, and it, 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 it shocked me. And, and then when, when people listen, you know, that's the only thing they got out of it. It's like, so what <laughs> you're telling me is you're, you, you weren't impressed that he wants to share knowledge, that he wants to inspire, he wants to help people grow. What you got out of it was he was that poor, uh, I, but but you see that that's why people only focus on, on what they focus on there's people like that are good friends with my ex-wife that are like he's very vulgar all he does and it's like what are you talking about maybe that's what you focused on like a post that i did tongue-in-cheek like yeah you know three months ago but but yeah dude i i what what we did that that was amazing and you, you got to tell Kyla or whoever your person is at 2M, you got to be on my podcast, man, so we can really drop some stuff, an hour worth of stuff to get people off their ass, man. Because, you know, this is only one life. Shoot, dude, Sunday, I'm turning 49. I remember falling asleep in high school if, like it was only yesterday, and that was like 31 years ago. Yeah, it goes by so fast. And I, I think I've done more reflections since I've been in my 40s about uh, life than, than ever before. What, what do we accomplish? And, and I think that's, you know, part of the motivation behind us building out uh, a company that just is so impact focused. And so um, tell me a little bit about how you how you got started and why you are now into coaching. Um, what was that change um, and, and why? Okay, the, the origins, how I got started, I was a guy with two degrees in journalism. 
And then I woke up one day, I'm like, this isn't the real world, man. I was getting paid $15,000 a year. My first job out of college. Now, this isn't 1945, 1975. This is 1996, man. Even with inflation, that equals jack shit. I, I realized I could connect. My bosses hated me because I'm from Miami. So clearly, if you're from Miami, I, I was living with Don Johnson. Uh, I was I was living with Rico Tubbs. We all <laughs> had million dollar cars that that you know Will Smith sings about, and he treated me like crap. But thank you, he treated me like crap and saying to go back to Miami. I thought he was hazing me. He was actually giving me a kid that was lazy the foundation to work hard, man, and to go for it because life isn't fair. So at the end of the day, man, it, it's like, thank you for treating me like crap. <laughs> that, that's the origins. But after that, after being a journalist and realizing if I wanted, wanted to be educated and live a life of poverty, I would have gone to seminary school. So yeah. I, I pivoted. I went and I became a financial advisor and I realized, oh my gosh, it's easy to sell. People make it complicated. You have to connect. You have to speak to people. You have to understand their world. You have to get this, answer their problem. The thing with sales is uh, it's most people see it as manipulation. One person benefits the seller. Screw the other person. That's not how it's supposed to be. Selling is I get paid for solving your problem. I yeah. get paid for helping you as well. It's a win-win proposition. And after that, I'm like the sayonara to journalism. And that's who I became. Yeah, that's great. And then, so you built up uh, your foundation through, um, through that time, right? Decades pass and you decide you want, I mean, now that you're successful, you've been able to automate a ton of that work and then then why coach why why coach i didn't go from salesman to this i i i became an entrepreneur for 20 years and it was all through personal development it was through anthony robbins a guy went to one of his coaches came to our bullpen sessions hey you want to sell more this and that come on down to this unleash the power within well my wife my ex-wife at the time she was huge into anthony robbins so i wanted to be the hero it was a two for one and then out of a seminar that i really didn't want to go to she was a pharmaceutical sales rep i was in sales we're like hey man enough why can't we be in business for ourselves we're both in the sales and lo and behold we did an emotional decision and we chose a franchise-based in New Orleans and I went to school in Louisiana. At the end of the day though, 20 years later, it created who I was. And yeah. then after that, after realizing that I, 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 I decided, I, I sold, after that, I sold my businesses. She sold our, her businesses. She, she's into teaching as well. And she's coaching others become seminar uh, through seminars, through um, here, buy a franchise. Me, I can teach. I can teach you how my first, our first store, our, no, our, our second store, we did $200 days in retail. And I'm sorry, $200 days in Mayberry and friggin' Miami, it doesn't matter. It sucks. Yeah. 
And I got myself out of that mess. And I I hear people all the time, well, uh, uh, how can you help me? When it comes to running a business, I don't care whether it's flipping homes. I I don't care if it's selling smoothies. I, I don't care, man. It's about sales. It's about creating revenue. It's about finding your clients. It's about asking for the sale. That's it. That's, that's it. And I, I look at like the rockiest times in my company's history. Um, and I, I, I see this when I've taken my eye off, you know, the cells, the, you know, the bringing on new investors or the generating new revenues. And so uh, redirecting myself back is really, you know, what's changed our business. And, and that's, put us on, you know, just a different trajectory than we thought we could achieve. As a, as a young entrepreneur, when I, you know, I started a couple, um, you know, with a couple of different companies early on, we, we started, they all tanked for one reason or another, definitely earned stripes through that process. Uh, one was, was a, nanotech it, and, and everything, you know, it was education though, brother. Yeah, that, definitely that's real education. education. That, that wasn't a failure. That was called a life lesson and you moved on. So many people either quit and say, oh, this isn't for me, but you guys moved on. So there was no failure. It's some, some expenses, <laughs> some, some lessons cost more than others. Some just cost money, yeah. some cost time and a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Some cost time and a lot of money. Definitely have had uh, my share of both of those. I think, you know, as a coach, one of the, the biggest things you can offer clients is that hey don't do this dumb thing or you're one going to fail past the point of return um or get pretty dang close you know or two it's you know here's a trajectory and i'm going to help you get on a trajectory for massive success and as young entrepreneurs i know we think all the time like oh i've got this i can do it all and so forth but I, I just remember those days of thinking, oh, I wish I could find a mentor or a coach that could help me through this. Um, and back at that time, I, I don't think I would have paid what a, a good coach cost. And nowadays, I wish I would have paid. Um, I wish I would have paid that over and over again because it would have saved me a dramatic amount of money and drastically improved our revenues in the early days. No, for sure. And, and the thing is, though, a lot of times, though, especially now, you, there, there's more coaches that you can throw a stick. And a lot of times they've got zero qualifications. You're, you're, you're going to laugh. My first business coach, Anthony Robbins coach, because Anthony Robbins got me on the path to becoming an entrepreneur. Yeah. I hired her. Great person. It got me from point A to point B. It couldn't get me over to point C, D, E, and F. And the reason being was, she knew the concepts, but she never owned a business. Yeah. You have to have skin in the game. We can go to the John Maxwell school of coaching. We could go to Joe Bob. We could go here and there, but it doesn't matter. That's no different than your college professor. What separates me is 20 years I was in business during a pandemic, during an economic downturn, during this, during that, seven businesses, I had skin in the game. To me, my number one advice is check your coach's references. And if they have zero business, next. Next. 
Yeah, don't don't take advice on how to become a millionaire from someone who's not a millionaire. Well, it's it's like <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm Catholic, so when I was married, you know, I'll oh, go speak to your spiritual leader. He's never been married. He doesn't know how to handle my my wife <laughs> yeah. at the time. Oh, yeah. oh well, well, you know, go, go go ask him about you know raising children. Heck, he has his own issues, but he's never he's never had kids. So that that's that that's the the, the craziness is yeah. people people and you're 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 gonna laugh at this but the reason why a lot of people fail is they ask the wrong people well i need to lose weight so i'm gonna ask the guy that wants to compete with joey chestnuts and the hot dog eating contest that when he looks down he can't see his thing oh that's the person oh you're gonna ask business advice from a person your neighbor that's never owned a business. Oh, you're going to ask Joe Bob for stock advice. He's never owned stock, but he's heard about it. Or I, I heard about crypto. I, I, I think this is a great investment. No, man. Always ask more people that are successful at whatever it is. And you, you can ask them nicely. Maybe you can pay for their time. Maybe treat them out to lunch or dinner. And more, more than likely, Successful people don't live in the in scarcity. They live in abundance, and we all just want to see people win. That's it. Yeah, love it. Thank you, Omar. That's great advice. Um, how has the impact you're making on other people's lives? How is that changing you? Helping other people has changed me because before I was chasing the money. I was chasing, I was looking at people as, as checking accounts. At the end of the day, I could have had 10, 20, $30 million in the bank and my soul was restless. I couldn't sleep at night. Now, when I help people, when I help the guy that went from 50,000 to four years later selling his stores for $2 million, yes, that fulfills me. Seeing a guy that I, I just got, he came to me at the beginning of the year, he lost $200,000 in business and now he's breaking even and making a little bit of money. Yes, that satisfies me. Anybody can make money. It's the ebb and flow. Money comes and goes, man. But when you're living your true purpose, when you're helping other people succeed, like what Zig Ziglar says, success will always come back to you. That's it. Yeah, I mean, those, those sayings, there's a reason they've resonated for eons right it's because the man's it's true. dead right and it's still it's, it's like napoleon hill's been even way dead longer mm. than, than zig ziglar and, and his his stuff resonates jim Rohn, it resonates zig ziglar was working until literally the man dropped dead yeah and it's because these people didn't chase the money they never did that that that's what separates the, hey, with, with co some coaches or some you know, gurus uh, leave, you know, they, they come out hot because, wow, this guy's a new guy. This is a new catch of the day, but they're chasing money. They weren't being authentic. But when you're truly being authentic and you want to help people out, you want to be the Zig Ziglar, the Jim Rohn, the Napoleon Hill. Anthony Robbins, whenever he goes, the Grant Cardones, when you see people and you wake up every day, you're already a winner and you want to help other people win. You want 
other people live in abundance because success isn't finite. It's bountiful. It's, but people treat success like money. Like they try to hoard it and they don't realize, man, the government prints money. The government just turns on a Xerox copier. So it's abundant. It is abundant. I love, you know, I love uh, your emphasis on authenticity. I love your emphasis on, you know, things that you don't have to be perfect. It's not about being perfect. Um, It's about, you know, progress. It's about moving forward. It's about making those right decisions that will take you down the right path. Um, it's about, you know, all these things. Abundance mentality is crucial to being successful, getting over our internal fears. I mean, I love a lot of those, those messages that you're sharing because those are all true and they're right. And we have to be authentic. Um, it doesn't mean, you know, we should not be better. We should be better. We should always be changing and growing. You know, I'm not, who I was yesterday, I am who I am today, and I am who I am going to be tomorrow. And it's, uh, you know, where where are we on that path? Where am I on that path? Uh, so, you know, I love that that messaging, and, and you're absolutely right. Uh, as a teacher, helping other people, that impact makes a difference to us uh, more so than that person may ever understand or know. Well, I mean, at, at the end of the at the end of the day, everybody wants to say oh i'm a christian because i listen to christian music and i attend church services but they're not helping people actions speak louder than words if you have to constantly tell people what you are then you're not it's like the person that says oh i'm successful i'm successful hashtag winning you don't have to post it you don't you don't have to say what you are your actions speak louder if you want to help people out help the poor don't post it don't say hey here here's me i'm giving a, a dollar two dollars oh i'm i'm donating my time but hey hashtag um, i'm a yeah. christian no you're not man you're, you're just some douche that's trying to get likes and trying to get people to buy into you Always right. remember actions speak louder than words. Right. And not the kind of actions where, you know, hey, here's a film of me at, uh, <laughs> at, at the soup kitchen. And now we're going to replay that 20 times for the next 10 years as if I went back and did it over and over again. Exactly. And politicians right. do that on both sides. You know, they pander. Oh, they do. And it's like, oh, here's my photo op. Because I, I, I remember like um, when Paul Ryan was the Speaker of the House, and he showed up late and you know, the soup kitchen was like closed. And he's like, well, can I, can we do a photo op of me like cleaning the, the dishes? <laughs> Why don't you Come just on. show up tomorrow? The soup kitchen's open every day. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, I'll just share this real quick. So I was in, I lived in DC for um, two years and uh, got to know um, some people. And one of the people that I got to know was, um, they were a lobbyist, right? And I know we all, um, on principle, we hate lobby lobbyists because that's what we've been taught to do. But our system is set up. That, they're, they're the ones that run the country. The, right. The, they are Whoever they, they represent, because they donate to both parties equally. <laughs> oh, they, they do. And so he, he actually worked for a well-backed charity. And so he, was, he would go and, and, you know, was trying to get money for his charity and he said something super interesting to me. 
he and I was like, oh, okay, so like who gives more to charity? He goes, oh, Republicans. He goes, Republicans will hem and haw about it, but they'll give you more money. You go to Democrats, they will tell you, oh, yes, we do this and this and this. And they talk, 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 but they never open the purse. He said, so I, I get more money out of Republicans. They say one thing and they give more and the others say one thing and give less. It just was so blown away in my mind. Well, well people like, are what's are, going on. People are people, man. It, it's like Jill Biden called all my people tacos or she was misquoted or whatever hey it, it's what you you believe you know you believe that we're all mexican or we're all puerto rican or all we're all Cuban. <laughs> so be it at least be honest and say hey you know what it's my upbringing i think you guys are all the same you know it, to me I, yeah. it didn't hurt me because I've, I've heard that growing up so many times I'm, i mean it, it would be no different if if she went on and she's like I love Asians. It's like talk. It, it's like sushi. I don't know whether I'm getting the California roll or I'm at Benihana's. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's quite a bit of difference. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, but but remember, she's an educator, so right, and yeah. a former professor. So yeah. right there, that tells you everything, you know, intellectuals, yeah, yeah intellectual, gotcha. <laughs> Dr. Dr. Jill Biden. So does that mean you're a, a doctor or are you an orthopedic surgeon and oncologist? No, I'm an educator. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> an intellectual, an intellectual, yeah. both sides, Democrats, Republicans, it blows my mind when, oh, when yeah. somebody has to tell I never ask people about their past. I could care less about their past. Tell me about your present. What are you what are you working on? If you want to know about my college experience or whatnot, is it because you want to you know, we we went to opposing schools and you know it, it's it's fall. That's about it, man. Yeah. Who cares? I, I care cares? less what people's degrees are in. I've never asked anybody, hey, do you have a do you have a degree? That's inconsequential. You can self-learn. In fact, I have more respect because the person actually has way ahead of the game because literally I, I was brainwashed into believing that if I didn't go to college by academia, mm -hmm. by my guidance counselors, that I'd, I'd be under a bridge doing tricks or, or digging ditches. <laughs> that, that, that's it. You know, they, they never tell you about trade schools. They never tell you that, you know, college isn't for everybody, but they'll tell you, Hey, that, de that degree in English literature or that degree in gender studies, that's really going to make you successful in life. Yeah, um, no. And, and that's it. Like, you know, I lived in Germany for a couple of years and, and how they did their system, super interesting. Um, you know, and they put people on, on path to become a, a trade at, you know, in high school. So in high school, you're learning how to become a firefighter or an electrician. And so by, you know, the time you're 18, 20 years old, you got three or four years experience and you can go out there and be successful and make, make it right. Or if you're going to go be a, a doctor because you've got those chops and that's what you want to be, um, then you can get in that system and go that direction. But, um, the, 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 the education system is so screwed here in America. It hasn't changed, man. Since we went, we were in high school, only technologies change, man. It's still yeah. teaching people inconsequential shit, dude. Okay. Yeah. My kid can play the recorder in elementary school. Why don't you teach the kid how to invest? Why don't you teach the kid something 
a, like a skill. What? Yeah. Yeah. And, instead of carrying around an egg and saying, this is what it's like having a baby. No, it's not. Let, let's give you a friggin' newborn or a toddler. Don't, don't give me a friggin' egg. <laughs> and drop. And, and, and this was my senior year. You know, if you fail, you're going to fail. If you drop the egg, and the teacher's like, oh, I know. I, I, I put an invisible mark. Get out of here, man. You checked yeah. out 20 years ago. You're lazy. <laughs> yeah. So many people dropped their eggs, you know, boiled up, boiled a new egg, carried it around. You know, it, it could well, have been a brown egg compared to a white one. And she wouldn't notice because she was checked out. Our education system was not built by successful, you know, people. It's, it's hot. It just was really not. Industrial. Just follow be here at 8 a.m leave at 5 p.m here is this busy work do it don't say why that's it it's yeah. never meant to teach you how to lead it it's it's to teach you how to follow yeah i think we could have an entire discussion on uh policy uh i my master's degrees in health policy um spent a lot of time thinking, focus, working in the field all over Asia. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> Asians are not the same across the board, West Asia to East Asia and everywhere else, or people from any Hispanic country <laughs> or anything well, else. Well, dude, you're going to laugh. You're gonna, I, I go they, laugh. <laughs> they, they told me to go to New York City to talk to kids, seniors that were going into like Columbia, Harvard, Ivy League kids. But the pressure was on, and they were all Asian for most part. They didn't want to disappoint their, their parents. They felt like, holy smokes, if I don't get into Harvard, and I, I actually have to go to William and Mary, or I actually, oh my gosh, I have to go to Stanford. What a disappointment. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like here thinking, I'm like, shit, I was just happy LSU gave me a let me in man. <laughs> i mean it's just a way of thinking yeah from east to west is completely different man they at at an early age is if you you want to be successful in studying you better get an a and quit the bullshit and here we're like ah screw it you tried yeah. you tried yeah <laughs> you, you can't out 13 place yeah here, here, here's your participation uh metal all right um omar you and i like to talk quite a bit um and laugh quite a bit which is awesome let's uh let's do the lightning round let's and, go uh, man let's do it let's roll all right what piece of education book lecture course uh changed your life i know you talked about tony robbins but what would you say is the most important thing the most important thing from education that i learned the aha moment there, there's two. I was 30 seconds late to my media law uh, midterm, and he wouldn't let me take the, the test, the exam. And he said it wasn't his problem. Ever since then, I've never been late. And I was, my mom was paying out-of-state tuition. She was working two full-time jobs. So that hit me. Never did yeah. that. But when it comes to education, when it comes to books, every book, what if it did work? My book, 10X, Awaken the Giant Within. Read, grow. I learned more at Walden Books and other places than I ever did in academia. And when it comes to academia and whatnot, the, the biggest lesson that I ever learned was 
life isn't fair. Who cares what your degree is in? Who cares if you have a degree? Show me your results. Show me your confidence. That's what I learned. Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Uh, biggest mistake ever. And how did you recover? Biggest mistake ever. Uh, business wise, I bought a falling knife. I, I bought businesses that, hey, they're cheap. It's like a stock. If something's cheap, there's a reason why that stock is at 40%, 50% over, uh, below its all-time yeah. high. Uh, same thing with the business. I bought two businesses, uh, Supercuts, high-end in the beach, Miami Beach, thinking I could turn it around, which I could have, but I, I took them on February of 2020. Hey, timing's everything. We all know what happened March 20th. We or, or March 2020. We're yeah. 15 days, brother. We're still trying to flatten that curve. But the good news is, I, I, I do believe that um, Putin cured us from Corona. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll leave that one there because uh, <laughs> awesome. How do you decompress? <laughs> decompress? I, I work out. I work out a lot. And yeah. I'm 49, man. I'm, I'm unathletic. If, if I didn't work out, I, I'd probably be 400 pounds. I'm not trying to be Olympia. I do it to decompress. I snowboard with my, my girls one week or two weeks out of the year to decompress. I meditate a lot. I meditate and I'm in gratitude in the mornings and before I go to bed. I, I also vicariously live through my daughters. I, I'm unathletic, but but they're athletic, so I'm soccer dad. But yeah. they're travel soccer, but they do it because for the competitive aspects, the real world aspects. I'm not the delusional soccer parent that my kid's gonna be the next me I am. <laughs> <laughs> it's not happening. Most of you quit drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah. And you know, the kids get a vote, or they should, anyways. Tell me, uh, one wild thing about you that most people don't know. <laughs> One wild thing. I, I love that. One wild thing that hardly anybody knows. This is something only my fraternity brothers know and, and my ex-wife. My, my first semester at LSU, because I was, I was getting hazed, uh, I was president of my pledge class. I finished the semester with a 0.25 GPA. What, one D and three S. Mom never got that, that report card. <laughs> I bet she did not. <laughs> and she didn't. And, and, and lo and behold, that's the one thing. I've, I've told my mom so many things about myself, but that's, that's ju just because of the aspect. She, she worked two full-time jobs. It was out-of-state tuition. It, it was a douchey thing. But I recovered. It's not about where you start. It's how you finish. And I still graduated in time with at, at LSU. That's like a, a minor miracle to begin with. Yeah, that is a miracle. Particularly if you're starting out with a, uh, a GPA like that. Great. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Um, all right. Omar, let's, uh, if you could just kind of let people know how they can reach you. I'm, I'm like, what, what, I'm like the St. Jude of business development, of personal development. How can they reach me? They can fax me. 
they, they can telegram <laughs> me, they, they can call me, they can do Morse code. I'm always available. I'm public on Facebook, Omar Madrano. I will answer your questions. Just don't try to sell me Forex. Don't try to sell me crypto. Don't try to say I look like crap and that you can make me look like the Olympia. Congratulations. Learn how to sell. And I'll answer your questions on Instagram. I'm Omar Madrano 73 There's two accounts though. There's a fake account. The, the fake account's going to try to sell you crypto. I'm the one with more followers. And the fake account only has, a, has pictures of me with one kid. Clearly, if you're going to clone me, at least use pics with me with, with both my daughters. Um, OmarMadrano.com. They can find me there too. Yeah, thank you for sharing. And uh, ditto on the absolute nuisance of liars, thieves, and uh, imposters. Make it's your money funny. clean. I mean, this is the Clean Money Podcast. It's all about, you know, clean your yeah. money up. Stop Dude, being if, liars if, and thieves. I mean, if people see yeah. my videos, the first thing I, or, or read my, my messages, you don't sell people by DMing them bullshit. You don't, yeah. it, it's a cold call. Amar, thank you so much. Really enjoyed uh, speaking with you. This is a lot of fun. Thank you, man. And, and, and we're kindred spirits. We, we know there's more to life than chasing money. All right. Thank you so much for joining the Clean Money Podcast. Uh, this has been a fan, another fantastic show, uh, this time with Omar Madrano. Uh, if you haven't checked out uh, Omar's social media, please do so. Um, that'll, those links will be in the show notes uh, for everyone. And Omar, again, thank you, man. This is just absolute pleasure. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you for tuning in to Clean Money, where we talk about sustainable investing that improves society. We are passionate about creating great investment returns to investors who want to use their money to make a positive social impact in the world. If you enjoyed the episode, we'd appreciate a five-star review. And if you are interested in making your investing matter, please connect with us at wildmountaincapital.com. Or you can find me, Samuel Sells, on LinkedIn, on Twitter at Sells underscore Samuel, on Instagram at Clean Money Sam, or on Facebook. And finally, make your investing matter.